Hey, this is Kat Lee, and you're listening to the How They Blog podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with inspiring bloggers and show you how to build a blog that makes a difference. After you listen to this episode, head over to howtheyblog.com for all the show notes, more interviews, and resources to help you grow your blog. So in this podcast, I share with you all the power of just getting things done, of just finishing something that you start. It doesn't matter if it's perfect, doesn't matter if it is the best that you can do. While those things are important eventually, initially, it is so powerful as a blogger to just get the content out there. Now, I didn't realize that when I was sharing all that, I would have to um, make it real because after I finished recording the entire 30-minute podcast, I realized that my good mic, this one, was not plugged in. So the rest of this podcast isn't going to sound as good as it does right now. And if you are really into audio, then I apologize. But I've been under the weather, and I don't think that I would be able to re-record it at the same energy level that I did initially. So I hope you'll forgive the audio quality of this podcast and focus on the content because I'm so confident that it's going to have an impact on you and on your blog and on your writing. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and here we go. So one of my favorite things about How They Blog is the email list. And if you're not on it, and I encourage you to go get on it, just go to howtheyblog.com and look on the sidebar, and you'll see a little thing that says uh, that you get a free e-course on how to blog like a ninja with maximum impact and minimum effort. And if you sign up for that, then you're going to get an email course, a series of, I think it's seven emails, that I take you through the process of learning to be more effective and efficient with your time as a blogger. Now, if you already subscribe and you did that before I started the class, then you can just unsubscribe and then resubscribe, and I think that will start you up again. If I think of a better way to do it, then I'll let you know, but for now, that's the only way that I know how to make sure that you get that class. So I love this email course, and I love the email list because it's such a great way to interact with you guys. One of the first emails that I send out asks you to share your questions with me. And and I love that it gives me an inside look at what the most active ones of you, the ones who are willing to respond to that message, what, what your problems and questions and issues are. So in today's episode of the podcast, I want to dive into some of those questions. I thought it'd be great to do a reader Q&A. And uh, this time I'm just going to generally share some of the, the questions that are most often asked. But actually, the next time I do this, I'd love to do these very regularly. I don't know if it'd be once a quarter or once a month. But if you have a question, I would love for you to head over to howtheyblog.com forward slash the podcast. And there's a little record button there. So you can ask your question, share your blog name, and get featured on the How They Blog podcast. And I think that'd be a really fun, interactive way to do it. We've done that a little bit in the past, but I haven't been promoting it as much lately, but I would like to get into that again because I want to answer your questions. I I share a lot of interviews with a lot of people, but I want to know what your questions are, and I want to make sure that I'm getting to the heart of those as often as I possibly can. So as I was looking back through a lot of the responses that I've gotten to that question about what's your biggest frustration with blogging right now, there are a few things that would consistently come up in the replies that I would get. One of them would be time management. The other one is figuring out how to grow your audience. And the other one is just self-doubt, wondering what to do next, not feeling stuck, feeling paralyzed. So I want to dive into those things today and talk a little bit about each one because a lot of them 
really have to do with one another. And the solution to one is also going to be the solution to another. And fundamentally, this whole blogging thing is not as complicated as it seems. It's just that there is so much information coming at us that if we could figure out how to cut through all that and how to get down to the nuts and bolts of what is most important and most effective, then you would have so much more time, so much more confidence, and your audience would grow. So I'm going to dive into what I think are the key elements of blogging that are going to address those issues of time management and self-doubt and growing your audience. And here, so I think the, the best place to start is that we need to stop looking at our blogs like bloggers. I know that doesn't really make any sense, does it? Stick with me. If you are a blogger, I am guessing and correct me if I'm wrong. Let me know in the comments of this podcast. But I'm guessing that ultimately it would be your goal for your blog to sustain itself, for you to generate some sort of income so that at least it's covering the cost of your hosting and that maybe it's something that you could do as your job, whether it's part-time, whether it's full-time. I'm guessing that you would love for blogging to grow into something bigger and that sustains itself. So in that sense, we really need to look at blogging like a business. And when we look at it like that, it can give us so much more clarity on what our next steps are. We can stop looking just for all the blogging information out there because that all changes a lot. That all, there's tons of information that comes out constantly about how we should do this and how we should do that. But if we look at a blog like a business, then there are some concrete, time-tested elements and books and resources and classes and things that we can pull from to make our blog amazing and effective. And and when you think about a business, a business isn't just about generating an income. It isn't just about making money. It is about creating a solution, providing it to someone who needs that solution, and ultimately helping them. Whether or not you choose to do that in exchange for money or an email address or social media stats or whatever, That's all kind of irrelevant. But when you have a solution and you're providing it to someone in exchange for something, whether that's comments on your blog or Facebook likes, then you are a business. So if if you can wrap your head around that and stop thinking like a blogger, and when we do that, we eliminate all the little trifly things that we hear that bloggers are supposed to do, all the social media things that we're supposed to do, all of the SEO things that we're supposed to do, and it comes down to the solution. One, the, the question that I get a lot is about self-doubt, how, you know, people will email me and say, I feel like I'm just writing stuff and it's just not going anywhere, that, that, that it just flies off into the internet, nobody sees it, nobody comments, nobody, you know, clicks like or anything like that, and I feel like all this effort is just wasted. And that can be discouraging. I have so been there and I am there more often than not in stuff that I share sometimes. That's why I want to encourage you to not think of each post as its own individual little thing that you're just sending out there, but I want you to think of your blog with a larger framework. So the number one element that I want you to have, so if you could just quit blogging right now and just start over from scratch, the first thing that I would tell you to do would be to come up with a solution. So based on your life experience, based on your hobbies or whatever it is that you're into, What solution could you provide for someone who might need it? So for example, with my blog, um, Inspired to Action, 
at the time. It was so it's a blog about motherhood. I didn't know anything about motherhood. I had three little kids. I never knew my mom. What did I know about motherhood? But I had a heart for moms and I knew how powerful motherhood was and I wanted to encourage them. So I wanted to start this blog. The only thing that I knew anything about was getting up early in the morning, spending time with God, exercising, planning my day, and that just jump-starting the rest of my day. So I wrote an ebook about it. That was my solution for my readers. So when they came to the blog, they would see my posts and all of that, but more than that, they would see a little box in the side that said, get my free ebook, Maximize Your Mornings, and learn how to make the most of your mornings. And so they would sign up for that. So I knew, regardless of whether or not you know, a post really clicked with anyone, when they hit the site and they saw that box, they would sign up for the email list. And I would see that email list grow. And I knew that my words were impacting people because I was providing not just daily encouragement, because people forget about daily encouragement. I was providing a solution for them. So what solution can you provide for your readers? That, that solution that I provided, that ebook, had a huge impact on the success of that blog. Huge. I mean, I think it's probably the sole reason that blog was so successful. And times have changed and things are different. And now, honestly, I don't think you need a whole entire ebook. You don't need, need something complicated. You need something that somebody can take action on relatively quickly and it can make a difference in their lives so that they can download it, click on it, listen to it, whatever your thing is, they can get that. And it can immediately impact whatever they're doing. So whether it's a list of five of your favorite I don't know, meal planning websites or five of your favorite crafting tools or five of your favorite motorcycle helmets, whatever it could be, come up with something that solves a problem that your target reader might have. And I know sometimes thinking about target reader that can, you know, confuse people and make them think, oh, I don't really know what it is. I don't know who my target reader is. Just think about what you're good at, where you've succeeded or where you're passionate about, and just make that your target reader. It doesn't, you're not married to this target reader. It's not, you know, this lifelong commitment, but at least for now, pick a direction and run in that direction. Don't just blog about anything that comes to mind, but be focused. If you want readers to come by your site and then stay at your site, then everything there needs to be relevant to them. So if you are a cooking blog, but you want to share about the birthday party that you threw for your son this weekend, you can still do that, but just make sure that you share all about the food and you share a couple of the favorite recipes that everything ties in to your topic so that the people who come by for the recipes via Pinterest or wherever that they're feeling like the rest of the content applies to them as well. And then if you have that solution, that downloadable ebook, that downloadable printable, that uh, audio that you have, whatever it might be, if you have that there from them, you're going to get their email address and then you can create a relationship with them. And I would even go so far to say that if you have not started a blog yet, don't. I'm not saying don't start it, don't not start it permanently, but before you start your blog, create that solution. Put up just a, you know, a box on your website that says this website is coming soon. Enter your email address here to get this solution, whatever it might be. And then you're starting off even before you even have your blog with a readership that you can contact. Once your blog is live, 
And even in the process, you can be in touch with them and say, hey, we're getting close to launching. And then when it's time to launch, you can even email them and say, hey, we're launching. We'd love it if you'd share, you know, the free thing that we have with your friends, or we'd love it if you'd share about the new site launching. So I would say that if you could just start all over, start with a solution, something that is going to connect with readers and help readers and make a difference in their lives. Then, once you have your solution, then you move on to consistent content. And I know some sites say that you should blog every day or you should blog three times a week. I would say blog as often as you can blog consistently. For me, I only blog once a week on each of my sites. I have two sites and I do two podcasts. And really, it's not even that much blogging. I do try to do some in-depth show notes, but ultimately, it's really just two podcasts on each site for now, because that's what I can handle, and that's what my life allows. So what? Don't, don't worry about what people say that you should do. Think about your life and what your life allows and how much time you have, and focus on that. There is uh, far more power in faithfulness as there is in knowledge and talent. So if you don't know a lot about blogging, that's fine. If you're not the most talented writer, that's fine. But if you're going to be faithful, that can make up for all of that. And that knowledge will eventually come and your talent will grow. But to start off, be faithful. Because if you start off like gangbusters and you blog five times a week, every single week, eventually you're going to burn out. And then you're going to probably take a break and you're going to lose a lot of readers. And they're not going to know that you're going to constantly be there for them with whatever solutions or whatever inspiration that you have. So I challenge you, come up, number one, with your solution that's going to help people, that you get in exchange for their email. Then number two, create consistent content. Whatever that means to you. If that is once a month, go for it. I know, for example, Jen Hatmaker doesn't blog all that consistently, but I get really excited when she does. Because what she puts out is great. So put out great stuff and put it out consistently. The next thing that I would say, and, and so the other element, let me just interrupt myself for a second there. The other thing about that is that when you already have a solution, people already engage with you. They already have, you know, assigned value to you. They're like, oh yeah, there's Kat. She has really helped me with X. So that when you get, an, when you send another email to her inbox, she or he, they're going to say, oh, yeah, there's Kat. I'm going to listen to her because everything she's, she's never wasted my time. Everything she's ever shared with me has really helped me and has been really beneficial. So that's why you don't want to listen to people that say blog seven times a week. If you can blog seven awesome times a week, go for it. But if you can only blog once a month, but you make it amazing and it's something that truly adds value to people's lives, then just do once a month because you want to be associated with excellence. Page views, I mean, if you have advertisers, then yes, they matter. But in the long scheme of a business, I don't think they really matter all that much. Email addresses matter. Relationships matter. Uh, you know, I could throw up a bunch of really pinnable stuff all in the course of a week and get a whole ton of page views. But what relationships have I developed? Did I get anyone's email address? If not, then none of that work mattered. So I challenge you to develop that solution, grow your email list, create consistent content, and then once you understand the needs of your audience through that solution, through the feedback you get from your posts and your email, 
I encourage you to create some sort of product. It doesn't need to be something big, just something big enough so that you can understand the entire process of creating a product, marketing a product, selling a product, and supporting a product. And you might be thinking, well, I don't really care about making money, but you know what, you will at some point, because at some point you're gonna need a dedicated server. At some point you're gonna need a really large email list. And all that stuff can cost a lot of money. So it's better to start off at the beginning with some sort of product. And the other thing about a product is that whenever I've created something to sell, it has caused me to go so much deeper in researching how to help my reader. It has helped me to create something even better than I would have if I was just throwing up, throwing it up in a blog post that would, you know, that had a lifespan of maybe two weeks. So I challenge you to create a product because that's going to help you in the long run because you're expanding your knowledge base of knowing how to do all these elements of blogging and selling and creating and marketing and supporting a product. But then it's also going to help your reader because they're going to be more committed to the content that you create in that product. Because they put out money for it, they're going to take it more seriously and they're probably going to act on it at a higher percentage than they would if you're just giving it away for free. So that would be the next step that I challenge you to do. And then, after you have all those three elements, then I challenge you to focus on community. And you might be thinking, what? That's so backwards, Cal. We need community first. But if you're not bringing people together to provide a solution for them or to help them, then what are we bringing them together for? Is it just to build our own platform? Or are we really looking to lead them to a destination? If we don't know what that destination is, if we don't know what that solution is, or that end result is, then really what is the point of gathering a community together? So before you focus on building this giant community on your blog of people who comment all the time, of people who um, you know, are engaged in your Facebook page or Twitter or wherever, I challenge you to first have a solution so they have a reason to come together, they have a thing to gather around, and then have that consistent content so that they know that you're going to be faithful to inspire them, to encourage them, to teach them, to challenge them. You have a product that they can engage at a deeper level and they can take them personally to the next level. And then they have a community of people to support them in that journey. So you might be like, whew, that's a lot of stuff. But I think it makes blogging so much simpler because it, it kind of gets you off the hamster wheel of blogging, which is how we typically look at blogging, where we create a post and then we put it on all the social media things, and then we try to promote it even more on social media, and then we create another post, and we do the same thing over and over and over and over. You get the idea again. But if we implement this strategy of creating a solution first that we can always point people to, of having consistent content so people know that we can be trusted and we're reliable, of a product that will help take people to the next level, and a community that will support them. That takes us off of the hamster wheel and onto the highway of blogging. How'd you like that? That was kind of catchy. Hamster wheel highway. Okay, anyway. So I challenge you to focus on those things because in a lot of the emails that I've gotten from y'all, I'm from Texas, so we say y'all, hope you're okay with that. In a lot of the emails that I've gotten from y'all, you've just said that you just feel like you're, you're, you're not heard, that your posts don't matter. But I believe that if you create something that just is a little bit deeper, a little bit more meaty, and a true solution for people, 
then you're going to see that email list grow and you're going to develop relationships with people. And it's going to eliminate a lot of that self-doubt because you'll be getting emails from people that say, thank you so much for this solution. It really helped me to grow here. And I'm thankful for this community and the support that you provided at your blog. So that element of being solution-focused for your readers helps eliminate a lot of the self-doubt that we can have as bloggers. Now, another thing that I want to say is when it comes to self-doubt, we can have that a lot of times when we're trying to start something. So if you're trying to start your blog, you might be thinking, oh, well, I need this theme and this plugin and I should do this and I should do that. Or if you're trying to start a podcast, you think, well, I need this and I need that. My challenge to you would be, if you're starting out, do stuff badly. And I know that sounds kind of funny, but I I think it's the best advice that I could give you. Just go and do stuff badly. Because I would say there's you know, 90% of the world, I'm throwing statistics out there, so don't trust that actual statistic. Um, but 90% of the world out there have ideas, and maybe 5% actually follow through with them. So be somebody who follows through. Be someone who finishes. You might finish badly. Maybe it doesn't look that good, but it's going to impact people, and you can grow from there. You can get better from there, but you can't grow and get better if you never start. I used to work in radio, and I remember there was this one song, which I will not name. Unfortunately, I can't even think of the name of it at the time, or right now. But it was just a bad song. You know, like you could predict every rhyme at the end of the next line, and it was just cheesy, and it was just bad. And we did a lot of concerts at the station I worked at, and the singer came to a concert, and he sang, and it was just bad. It wasn't even, (laughs) he didn't even really have a great voice, and I just remember feeling very critical in my heart towards the song because it got played so much and it was driving me bonkers. And I just really felt clearly the thought of, what, what was, how was that last song that you wrote, Kat? How did that go? You know, I, I've never written a song. How, who am I to stand on the sideline and throw stones at people on the field? You know, this guy actually wrote a song, went through with it, market it, was sharing it with people. There are plenty of people at that concert who were blessed by this song. Who am I to criticize? So I want to say that same thing to the negative part of you that might be saying, oh, that's not good enough. You can't put that out. That's not good enough. You just say to that part of yourself, who are you to criticize? Because that, that side of yourself, that negative, um, negative thinking is what holds you back from ever accomplishing and ever growing. So just go ahead and do things badly. And, you know, as you're starting off, maybe you don't have a big readership. That's the best time to do things badly because not as many people are going to notice. But that way you'll be able to get better and better and continue to grow. So I challenge you to just start. Whatever it is that you're doing, if you want to do a podcast, just record into your computer with the mic that you have on your computer. If you're wanting to do YouTube videos, just use your iPhone and click the upload button. Don't think too much about it. Just learn to be a person who who does things from start to finish. And when I say this, y'all, I am preaching to the choir. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day, and they talked about how people who are successful are people who have a no-excuses mindset. They they finish what they start. And I was telling my husband, you know, sweetie, I think I kind of realized that I tend to jump around on things, on ideas. 
And he sort of, you know, laughed a little bit. And I was like, oh, wait, I guess I guess I really do. I need to work on that. So I'm speaking this over myself as much as I am speaking it to you. Be someone who finishes from, you know, starts it and finishes it. Obviously, there are going to be times when we need to turn and change direction. But I think if we have that overarching mentality of being finishers, then we're going to find so much more success than for people who constantly change direction when we get when we hit a little bit of an obstacle or when it gets a little bit too hard or a little bit too challenging or it looks like we're failing. When we push through, oftentimes it's at the point of seeming failure that that's the point right before the victory. So I challenge you to, to be people and bloggers who finish, who follow through. So when you're creating that initial solution, if you get stuck on the design portion of it, you're like, oh, it just doesn't look quite right. That's okay. Just finish it. Just get it out there. You can always have a designer redo it, and then you can re-put it up there. But be someone who finishes. So I want to give a quick shout-out to some of the people who inspired this podcast. Uh, I want to thank Jamie at booksandbeverages.org, Amy Boyd at amypboydspeaks.com, Courtney Carter at chocolatepaperandscissors.blogspot.com, Sarah at beautyschooldropout.net, Brett at prodigalsister.com, and Herschel, and I didn't get her web address. But they're some of the people that sent in the questions via email, and I hope you guys will head over to howtheyblog.com forward slash the podcast, and you'll leave your voicemail question, because I would love to hear your voice. I'd love to share it on the show, and I would love to answer your questions. So I hope you enjoyed this Q&A format, or this sort of Q&A format. I guess I'm asking the questions of myself, and I'm answering them myself. So, yeah. Um, But I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it inspired you a little bit. And I also hope that you're going to be people who take action and uh, get things done. The thing that I want to leave you with is I want to challenge you to create a time evaluation. So when we talked in, in the beginning about time management and not having enough time, and I challenged you to focus on a solution first, which is a relatively simple thing to do, uh, I want you to, to take the, a few minutes to plan out how much time you typically have in the course of a week so that you can accurately plan out when you're going to create your solution that you're going to exchange for an email address on your blog. So if you take a large piece of paper and divide it into five to seven slots, depending on if you ever do anything about blogging on the weekends, and then think through your entire week. How much time do you dedicate to sleeping? Okay, cross that time out. How much time do you dedicate to eating? Cross that time out. And, and narrow it down based on all the activities that you do each week. How much time do you actually have to blog? Maybe if your kids are at home all day, you really only have time when they're napping. Then just write that in. But then think about, okay, well, while they're napping, do I actually usually go and get a snack? Do I go to the bathroom? I mean, I want you to get really detailed here because I think a lot of times we can have a very optimistic view of how much time we have to do stuff, but it's not very realistic. So I want you to look at your entire week and think about how much time you actually have to blog, how much time you can truly and honestly dedicate to blogging. Then take whatever solution you want to create, break that down into like 30-minute tasks. So say you're going to write a five-page ebook that answers the top five questions people have about eating healthy. I want you to break that down so maybe you can write one point each day for 30 minutes. And then another day you can put it into a PDF. And then another day you can design the header. 
whatever it is, break it down, and then assign it to those slots on your time evaluation app. Probably should have a printable made or something for that. I'll get on that. But the idea is that you are realistically looking at your week, realistically looking at your time, and realistically looking at how much needs to go into creating this solution that you have so that you can accurately get it done in a certain amount of time. So it doesn't become that thing that you just keep putting off on your to-do list. I don't know about you, but I've done that and I do that a lot. So create a time evaluation. And as a little bit of an incentive, I will give away a copy of the blog planning kit to any of you who leave a comment in the comments telling me how much time you have, let's say every week. Uh, because I know everybody's lives are different. So let's say, I want you to tell me how much time you have each week to honestly dedicate to blogging. And I'll pick one of you to win a copy of the blog planning kit. And if you have entered before, be sure and check the old podcast posts because I have sent emails to winners twice now and haven't heard back. So maybe I should just pick a new person. I don't know. Anyway, so if you have entered to win the blog planning kit before, be sure and check those podcasts so that you can find out if you want or check your email too so that's it that's all we have for today i hope this was helpful for you and i want you to go out there be awesome create your time evaluation leave a comment let me know how much time you have each week to blog and go leave a question if you have one at howtheyblog.com forward slash the podcast Well, that's it for this episode of the How They Blog podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You know, I'd love to know how I can help you. My goal for this show is to help you build a blog that makes a difference. You have words and wisdom that others need to hear, and it's my job to help you spread your message. So if you have any ideas, suggestions, or questions for me, just head over to howtheyblog.com, click the contact button, and send me an email. I would love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to share the love, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a rating or a review on iTunes. If you don't know how to do that, just visit howtheyblog.com forward slash love, and I'll show you how. As always, for all the show notes, more interviews, and other resources to help you grow your blog, head over to howtheyblog.com. And until next time, this is Kat Lee, and you've been listening to the How They Blog podcast.